Welcome back, everybody. We have our encounter with God. Before we get into our encounter with God, we have a quiz clue for you. Oh, Number two well, of our quiz clues. We got more than a quiz quiz clue. And we're giving a Bible away today mm, as a prize. A Bible away. We are giving away. We're going to give two quiz clues because I forgot to do one last segment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that was a really important segment. It was. Okay. What book am I? Clue number two. The last two chapters of this book are the words of Agua, son of Jacke, and the words of King Lemuel. I'm probably pronouncing all those names wrong. So please Lemuel. forgive me. Lemuel. <laughs> okay, there you go. And then our third clue is, this is really easy. You, hang on. I'm still seeing a confused look on Lyle's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah so I'm, I'm just, I, I, it's. Um, the look of confusion. Um, the that look one or that one. of confusion. I know who is the author is. I'm just eyes. trying to figure out which one of those three books it is. Anyway, the third clue, which I'm going to give you now, is going to just completely make it obvious. Okay, which my Bible? Son, my son would have got it off that last clue. I know that. Yeah. Well, we can't all be geniuses like your son. Okay, which book of the Bible is this? My 31st chapter tells what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, yeah, I know what that. That's an easy one. Piece of my, cake. Sh- you're ruining it for the listeners, <laughs> This quiz isn't all about you, okay? <laughs> my 31st chapter tells what a wife of noble character is. There you go. If you think you know what book of the Bible that is, give me a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or text me 0491-064-669. Message me on Facebook. Did I say a Facebook? I said Facebook You say that again. all the time. There should, I should, it should be like almost like a swear jar. Just, just, just start, Every time I just say start, Facebook. Just start Facebook and we'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. Every time I say Facebook, you know. I should get a dollar. You know the um, great thing we were the, uh, sorry, but yeah, uh, about, about um, Proverbs thirty one and the and the noble wife. What is that? You know, because we were talking about you know you wanted to hear from some fem- feminists earlier to call uh-huh. in, uh-huh. and this is a really great chapter because it contrasts. It, there is a massive contrast between that chapter of the Bible and any other ancient culture in its relationship to women. Really? Oh, absolutely. Because here you've got a he. Here you've got you know um, this uh, this particular ruler mm-hmm. who you know is at the height of his power, at the height of his empire, and he's talking about this is <coughs> this is what a noble woman is like, and it talks about how that she's a businesswoman, um, how that mm. you know she is is somebody who you know she's has, a property investor. She's a property investor. Yep. She's a counselor in, mm-hmm. in, in in relationship to the the the, uh, the decisions that the, the the city the city planners and the city judges are taking. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a property investor. She's a businesswoman. You know, she employs people. She probably she's educated. She's, yep. she's educated. You know, outside of ancient Israel, women did not have that status. They did not own property. They did not invest in property themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't make their own decisions in relationship to property investment. They didn't start their own businesses and run their own businesses. Uh, they, you know, they weren't educated. They didn't read and write. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, but when you look <coughs> at ancient Israel, you have women who are elevated, women who mm. have the right of being able to inherit. Yeah. You have women who can aspire to any position in society other than the priesthood, obviously, um, which was the complete opposite, by the way, because outside of Israel. All the women were in the priesthood, and that ended up with the degradation of women because you ended up with temple prostitution. Mm. But um, within Israel, you know, you, you, they could aspire to be the head of state, they could aspire to be a general, they could aspire to be a prophetess, they could aspire to be, um, you know, a businesswoman, a property owner. You know, it just goes on and on and on and on. Um, 
I feel like we're trying women, to get back there. Women in the yeah, we are trying to get back there. Yeah. We are trying to get back to the mm-hmm. biblical model in Western society, and we have still got a long way to go. Mm. And, you know, people so often like, oh, yeah, you know, God and anti-woman and all this kind of thing. What a load of rubbish. Mm. What an absolute, this is pure ignorance of scripture yeah, when people true. come out with those kinds of statements. I think they just pull like one verse out of the Bible and think that that's what the Bible is about when the Bible might be giving an account of what other people have believed. And, and we were talking about these consent laws earlier, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the Bible is so clear you know, on on these issues of consent and so forth, and uh, what a person should do and what a person shouldn't do, and what should happen to you know a um, you know the penalties for you know doing things that are non consensual. I think there are actually a lot of people out there who have a very um, uh, I, I guess I guess just outright say it, an incorrect view of what the Bible says about women and how the Bible perceives women. And if you're one of them, give us a call because we would love to um, chat about it. So one eight hundred Faith FM is our number. If 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 you want to, if you believe that the Bible degrades women, puts them on a, a lower standing than men, um, is not about equality. Um, that is definitely a topic that I would love to get into. Hmm. Uh, so give us a call. We can chat about that. Yeah. But uh, for now, let's get into our uh, Bible study. Yes. Oh, yes. With our thousand dollars. Yeah, giveaway. that's right. Thousand dollar giveaway today. So our Bible study today has attached a thousand dollar giveaway. And I'm just going to make this absolutely clear because we, I think we were a little bit confused yesterday. So what we're doing is we're going through the Bible and we're looking at every single Bible verse that mentions the first day of the week, that being Sunday. Mm-hmm. We want you to give us a call if you have a Bible verse. That states. That states. That or command a to com- worship on the first day of the week. Yep. If it says that Sunday is the actual Holy Sabbath and we are commanded to worship God on Sunday. On the first day. On the first day of the week. Give us a call. Show us this Bible verse. We will give you a thousand dollars. In the meantime, we're going to keep going through all the Bible verses that mention Sunday, the first day of the week, in any which way at all. Yes, so all, all, all nine of them. All nine of them. <laughs> How many? We've done two so far, I think. Um, yes, we have. We've done yeah. two. So yeah. Mir- Miriam from South Australia gave it a good crack. Hey, Miriam, by the way, good morning. Um, oh, yes, and Miriam wanted us, wanted us to go over 1 Corinthians 16 again. Okay, no worries. We can absolutely do that. So Miriam gave us a call, and uh, she, I tell you what, she gave it a good crack. She she, she gave us a she bunch of verses. She had verses. us flicking back and forth and hunting through the Bible. Um, however, we we did not give her the $1,000 because all those verses were saying that Saturday is the actual true Sabbath that we are coming to You know, to this, fir- this challenge was first made. This challenge has been around for a long time. This, first, this challenge was first made by a Roman Catholic priest back in 1893. Ooh, 1893. And no one has collected the money since then. So if you are thinking that you are, might be in for a windfall of $1,000, I'm not so sure. Well, but anyway, search hard. Search hard. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, $1,000. Let's get back to finding all these Sunday verses. Okay, so this is the one that uh, Miriam wanted us to go over again, mm-hmm. and we did mention it yesterday. It says this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. It says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week... Let each one of you lay something aside, storing it up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Mon, I have a couple of quick questions here. First of all, is there any mention of worship here? No. Is there any mention of church? No. Is there any mention of a congregation? No. Is there any mention of a collection of the saints? No. Uh, is there any mention of people getting together on the first day of the week? No. Okay. No, 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 no. no, no. It's not here, is it? Okay, let's talk about what there is a mention of. Uh There is a mention of storage. Yep. Okay. Yep. And there is a mention of laying things aside, setting Uh things aside for storage. Uh Uh-huh. Now, when you store things, where do you store things, Mon? Um... I store them at my place, yep. like in the in the garage and in the shed. And yep. uh, if I had space under the house, I put it there. And sometimes in the attic, mm-hmm. in the back of my closet, under the bed. You don't store things at church. No. No. Well, uh, no, I have. No, I have, we don't yeah, store things no. at church. I don't store things at church. I still store things at home. Yeah, yeah, at my yeah, house. My stuff right. is at my house. Okay, so in context, uh, the collection that he was taking up in Galatia was for famine relief in Palestine. Mm-hmm. And so this is disaster relief things that they are gathering together for this particular. And this, of course, was a time when you know money and currency wasn't widely used. And so Paul is collecting things together and he says, look, every day on the first day of the week in preparation for when I arrive, take something, mm-hmm. you know, food, whatever is necessary for the churches in Palestine, store it aside in your home mm-hmm. so that when I come – you don't have to have a last-minute scramble. Mm-hmm. Why would he tell them to do it on the first day of the week? It's their day off. It's Sunday. It's, okay, the clue here is it's Corinth. Ah. It's not Jerusalem. Ah, okay. So Corinth was a pagan city and the pagans worshipped on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. And so the Christians had a day off on the pagan holiday because that was the day that the everything came to a standstill. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I guess it's a bit like these days, you know, we do our lawn mowing and our spring cleaning on a Sunday as well, don't we? We have a day off to do yard work. If you're going to store things, if you're going to put things in storage, Uh Sunday's the day for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm unpacking my house at the moment and I am indeed, um, as is suggested in this verse, I'm separating the stuff that I am going to be getting rid of either by selling at market or donating and I'm separating it out and putting it in boxes and storing it in my living room. So I I resonate strongly with with these verses right now. <laughs> this is your experience yeah. every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But none of it is particularly, you know, linked to um to, to worshiping. No. Yeah. And even if you do decide to donate something like that, you'll take it down to uh, you know, the Vinnies or the Salvos or whoever. Uh, excuse me, the Adra option. Oh Adra. <laughs> you know, I didn't used to live in a place where there was an Adra shop. Now I do, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's a good yeah. op shop there in Kurenbong. Love yeah. it. Freeman's Drive. Mm-hmm. Wonderful little Adra op shop. Actually, I don't, know, I don't know why I say little. It's enormous. It has multiple sheds. Yeah, it's one of the biggest I've ever... Uh, yeah. well, probably one of the... One of, maybe it's one of the biggest it in Australia. It is the biggest op shop I've ever been to, hands down. Yep. Yep. Okay. So if you're a keen op shopper, that's the place to go. Kurumbong Adra Shop. It's actually right next door to our Better Books and Food, which is where you can get a copy of um, the, the study that we're doing. So this that's is right. a study that we're doing with 20 million other believers. So if you want to get a copy of that, just head to Kurumbong. Or just download the PDF version online. Yeah. We'll put the link that. up there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sorry. Okay, so we've got here um, John chapter 20. Let's go to John chapter 20. And let's read our next passage that we're going to be looking at in relationship to the first day of the week. Uh Okay, Mon, can you read for me? Uh, John chapter 20, 
verse 19. John chapter 20 and verse 19 says, This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. Wait, hang on. Am I in the right verse? No, you're not in the right verse. John chapter... I'm oh, sorry, I'm reading 21. <coughs> Forgive me. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Ah, yes, you're reading my LSV. I like yeah. it. Okay, yeah. all right. So let's, um, let's think about this for a moment. Is there any command here to worship on the first day of the week? No. There's- Is there any mention of church? No. Is there any mention of worship? No. Worship does take place. And yeah. rightfully so. This was the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, does it say that they are gathered there for a worship service? Is that why they gathered together on the first day of the week? No. Definitely why not. are they gathered there? Fear. They are hiding. The purpose for their gathering at this particular point is they are hiding there. Okay. Now what you do is read for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down to verse 26 because in verse 26, uh, the Bible picks up the story again. And I want you to read what, what, this, what it says right there. And after eight days. Uh, how many? What? Eight. After what day eight is, what days. What day is that? Uh, that would make it Sunday again. How do you have. Okay, so the, the first one is Sunday. Uh huh. And the next Sunday is how many days later? Oh, that'll be seven. Sorry, it's Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday. It's Monday. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Okay, so here's another question for you. Is there any mention here of the first day of the week? No. There's a mention of Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some translations say, oh, a week later. <laughs> well, that's not quite right. No. And if they're saying that Jesus appearing is a is a... Is a so it was an approximate time. Okay, yeah, well, this is the next question mm-hmm. um, that goes right along with this first question. Is there any mention here of church? No. Or a worship service? No. Or they're gathering together to have communion? No. Or they're singing hymns and... No, and if you thought there was, it doesn't make any sense because if eight days later on a Monday they're doing the same thing, well, then then you have a, the, the same occurrence happening on a Sunday as on a Monday, so... Yeah. Does that make Monday the second best holy day? Like it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, some translations do put a week later there, and so some people go, "Oh, a week later is Sunday." Of course, and um, obviously, it's not exactly clear um, in the in the uh, in the translation. So, a short time later is what we're looking at. Okay, let's go over to Acts chapter twenty, and we'll look at our next one. Okay, so here's what you're going to find in Acts twenty. Acts twenty is a unique one. You know why? Why? Because they do mention a worship service that takes place on the first day of the week. Oh. This is the only reference, the only mention anywhere in the Bible of a worship service that takes place on the first day of the week. Ooh, intrigue. Yes, yeah, so there's there's just, you know, there's literally hundreds of references um, or implied references to worship on the seventh day of the week, mm-hmm. on Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, through the book of Acts. That's the only day of worship that you find in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. But this is the only reference that there is to a worship service on the first day of the week. Would you like to... This is actually a, a, a great story. Okay. Um, why don't you read for us verse 7. Acts chapter 20 and verse 7 says, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. There you go. 
having mm-hmm. a worship service on the first day of the week, and they're holding communion, right? Uh huh. Are you sure? Well, I mean, they're, they're breaking bread. Yeah. Yeah. What did Jesus do with uh, Cleopas and his friend on the road to Emmaus when they got to Cleopas's house? Is this when he appeared to them? Yeah, he broke bread. He broke bread, yeah. yeah. Breaking bread does not mean communion service. Yeah, that's right. Breaking bread means eating food. Uh-huh. So they're eating food. I'm communing right now. Yes. I've got a hot cross bun. You are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, <coughs> here's, the, here's the first thing. They are having a worship service. It is the first day of the week. Um, and let's find out what part of the first day of the week it was. Verse 8. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. Okay, so what part of the first day of the week was it? Uh, well, if they need lights, it's going to be in the evening, in the dark. It's in the dark part of the first day of the week. When does the day begin? In biblical times, days actually began in the evening. It began at sunset. Uh-huh. So the first day, so biblically, the biblical day goes from sunset to sunset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what would we call in our modern day terminology this time period? Night, evening? Yes. In, in modern day terminology, which night would we call it? Like tonight? Uh, okay, so it's the first day of the week and it's night time. So when oh, it's Sunday night. No, because when the sun goes down, Monday begins. Okay, so if we were using a biblical time, it would yes. be Monday morning or Monday night. No, because the day begins well, if it's when the sun goes down. So when does, Saturday, when does Sabbath begin? Sabbath would begin on Friday night. And when does Sunday begin? On Saturday night. Exactly. You got it right there. <laughs> I knew we would get there. <laughs> it's confusing, I know. But that's how the biblical day works. Okay. So Saturday begins uh-huh. Friday evening. Uh-huh. Sunday begins Saturday evening. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's look at what actually takes place. Mm-hmm. They have a worship service. Okay, so by the way, these people um, had been it had been revealed to them through prophecy that they would never ever see Paul again. How do you think they felt about that? Oh, that'd be devastating. You'd want to like just get every single second out of that encounter that you could. Okay, so he's preaching to them all day Sabbath. Mm-hmm. The sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Sunday has begun. Yep. They light lights mm-hmm. and they eat food. Mm-hmm. They have a fellowship lunch. That's We do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a common occurrence in any church. I mean, this time sun like goes down, let's have, let's have dinner together. We have dinner together. It's a, it's a typical church experience. And then after dinner, guess what Paul does? Keeps preaching. Yeah, and guess how long he preaches? It says here until midnight. Have you ever been to a sermon that went from sundown <laughs> till midnight? Nope. <laughs> okay, we need to understand what happens as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus. Eutychus, having fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and it's was third story. Third story and was taken up dead. Yeah, this is pretty serious, isn't he it? Fell out of the window. He when, fell asleep. Okay, fell out so the here's, a, here's a lesson. Don't go to sleep in church. Whatever you do, you might fall out the window. And you're all thinking, why is Lyle laughing and giggling at this story? Like as if, because this is a really serious story. The poor guy died, right? Yeah. Okay, read the next verse. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. When he therefore had come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while and even till the break of day and so he departed. And so Paul preaches all day Sabbath, mm-hmm. they have fellowship lunch, he preaches till midnight, Eutychus falls out the window, 
Paul raises him to dead. Paul then preaches until the sun comes up the next morning and then hikes like 27 kilometres to catch his ship. All on Sunday. That is an incredible sermon that includes resurrecting someone from the dead. And a great example of how not to keep Sunday as a day of worship. This is Sailor, Be Thou My Vision, and we'll be back after that with the third part of our encounter with God. You're listening to Sila, Be Thou My Vision. We're back with our uh, encounter with God. I almost forgot what we were doing there, Mon. Come on, LL. We're searching for a $1,000 verse here. Yeah, absolutely. $1,000 coming up. And we were talking about Acts chapter 20. Okay, before we continue on from Acts chapter 20, mm-hmm. um, is there any command in this passage to keep the, seventh, the first day of the week as a day of worship? No, it's just a great story about Paul's last sermon with these people and... 
Yeah. The guy falling out of the window. And if you're hiking 27 kilometres, that's a decent day's work, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly after having preached all night. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly a day of worship, is it? Right, no. And that's what he's doing on Sunday. Uh-huh. So, yes, the Bible is very, very clear in this particular situation that Sunday is not a day of worship. In fact... It's almost one of those passages that goes out of its way to show and to demonstrate that the first day of the week is not a day of worship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, by the way, First mm. Corinthians chapter 16, mm-hmm. Acts chapter 20, mm-hmm. and John chapter 20 are the strongest passages there are in the Bible in defense of the first day of the week. Did you know that? Oh, so it's, all, it's all downhill from you, is it's that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's see if we can hit the rest in seven and a half minutes. And we'll try and get a clue, another clue in for the quiz if we can too. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, clue number four. This is a quote from this book. If you can tell me what book of the Bible it is, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. The quote is, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, if you, you know which Bible book that verse is from, give me a call, 100FaithFM, or text me 0491-064-669, and we will give you um, one of a copy of the NLT Holy Bible. Okay, so let's go to Luke chapter 24 and verse 1. Luke 24 and verse 1. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to read chapter 23. We're going to start to get a little bit of context here. Chapter 23, and why don't you read for us, start in verse 54 and go down to through to 24 verse 1. This gives a little bit of context for this one. Okay, starting at 54. Yep. <clears throat> and that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulchre and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Okay, so let's work our way down through what we have here. Verse 54, that day was the preparation and the Sabbath was drawing on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Jewish society, you had the names of the week were, went like this. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, preparation day, Sabbath day. Those mm-hmm. were the names of the days. So which day is preparation day? Friday. Okay, it's Friday, and today we call it Good Friday, uh-huh. the day that Jesus died. Mm-hmm. So it's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Then the Bible says, and when, when that, the, the Sabbath was drawing on, in other words, the Sabbath was drawing near mm-hmm. on this particular Good Friday, and the women, uh, they bring their spices and ointments. They re- sorry, they return and prepare them. Um, they look where they find out where where he's buried. And they pr- they go back and get their materials together. And on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. And so you've got three days here. Mm-hmm. Verse fifty five. You've got Friday, the day that Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse. Um, let me see here, uh, verse 50, sorry, 54, you've got the Sabbath drawing on. Mm-hmm. And then in 24 and verse 1, you've got the first day. So we've got Good Friday, Easter Sabbath, Easter Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay, now we've got a caller coming through from South Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda is on the phone. Brenda, welcome to the show. Hello. Can't hear Brenda there. Anyway, we'll keep on with our Bible study. And Oh, hey, okay. Brenda. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm ringing from South Australia. I'm just ringing to give the answer to the verse that he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Which book of the Bible it is? I don't know if someone has already 
Oh, what, I'm so happy that you, you called in. So what do you think the answer to the quiz is? What book of the Bible is that? I had faith in Proverbs. Yes, congratulations. Absolutely correct. correct. Thank you so much for calling, Brenda. We're going to send you a copy of the NLT Bible. You're going to love that prize. We'll ship it out to you in the mail as soon as possible. You have a wonderful day, Brenda, and thank you for calling. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's fantastic. There we go. The prize has been snapped up just like that. If you think you can answer the quiz, tune in tomorrow. We have another quiz tomorrow. Okay, so in this passage here, what we have is a reference to the first day of the week. There is no command here, obviously, to worship on the first day of the week, but it tells us exactly which day the seventh day of the week is. Mm-hmm. And with um, the uh, with, with the with the outlining for us very clearly that the seventh day is the Sabbath day or Saturday, mm-hmm. some people ask the question, Has the is it possible for the weekly cycle to be lost? Mm. So that, you know, we could actually be, it could be out of sync from the time of Jesus. And of course, there are a number of scientific ways of showing that it hasn't been lost. You can trace it back through the first the Gregorian and then the Julian calendars and show that the weekly cycle has never been lost. Um, you can trace it back through astronomy, which is an exact science. You can, you can trace it back through history and you can show that. But you can also trace it back just simply by logic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's how you lose a day. Okay. You wake up uh-huh. and you think, it's Friday today, but it's actually Thursday. That's happened to me before, Lyle. And if you're thinking it's Friday, that's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast. <laughs> okay, so you need to get with the show and jump on faithfm.com.au or get the tune-in app on your mobile device and listen to the live show. Mm-hmm. That's happened to you, right? That's happened to me, yes, for sure. Have you ever? Has it ever happened to you where you've gone through the whole day and no one has corrected you? I mean, only if I didn't make mention. But usually if I'm confused about what day it is, I just say to someone, hey, is today Tuesday? All right, has it ever lasted for a week? No. Okay, and that's just with one person. Here's what it would take Mm -hmm. to lose the weekly cycle. Mm -hmm. Every person Mm -hmm. across the world Mm -hmm. on a seven-day weekly cycle has to wake up and be confused as to which day it is. Uh They have to have exactly the same confusion. Uh And then all of them never corrected. That's impossible. Of course it's impossible. It's completely impossible to lose the weekly cycle. Of course we're keeping the same seventh day Sabbath as has been kept since the time of creation. The weekly cycle has never been lost. It is impossible to lose the weekly cycle because everybody keeps it. That is, that, do you know what? It is kind of a funny image in my mind. One morning the entire planet <laughs> population of Earth wakes up. I'm not sure what day it is today. <laughs> Let's just make it Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's possible for an individual to lose track of it. And, you know, in extreme circumstances, uh, say, for instance, um, an individual that might be drifting lost at sea or mm-hmm. imprisoned um, or running for their life to lose track of which day the Sabbath is. Mm-hmm. Um, but for but the only whole momentarily. Population. Yeah, yeah. You know, but for the whole population of the entire um, seven-day week cycle world to do that, it's just impossible. It's impossible, just as impossible now as it was back then. Yep. Okay, Mark, chapter 16. Matthew, Mark, chapter, chapter 16. 16. And why don't you read for me verse 1 and 2. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. Any command there to worship on the first day of the week? No. No. It's simply no. a reference to which day is the Sabbath day, the mm-hmm. day before, mm-hmm. which was Saturday, Easter Saturday, we call it today. Okay. All right. So here's what you've got. Yeah. There is one verse left. One verse left. What, last chance for your $1,000. Read for me verse 9. Matthew chapter 16 verse 9. 16 and verse 9 says, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And of course, no reference there to the first day of the week being a day of worship because there is none anywhere in the Bible. This is Jaden Lavik, I Surrender All.
abandoned the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City. And we were listening to Jaden Levick, I Surrender Hall, I Surrender All here on Faith FM. And guess what, Mon? What was that? I'm in trouble. Yes! I mean, <laughs> I, mean I mean, oh, what? <laughs> Why are you in trouble? Okay, bro? because of talking about Easter. Ooh. So we have a very uh, educated person who has called in mm-hmm. and pointed out that Easter is a, has, is a uh, celebration that comes from pagan origins. Well, I mean, eggs, chickens, they're all fertility symbols. Yeah, that's right. What does an egg and a chicken have to do with the crucifixion? Or a bunny. Or a rabbit. Absolutely. These things have nothing to do with the crucifixion, and of course our caller is very, very true. The origins of Easter go back to the first Babylonian empire founded by Nimrod, who set up the first great religion in opposition to God after the flood. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was killed because of his wickedness and his wife, Ishtar, claimed that he had ascended to the sun and continued to rule from the sun. That's when a she big was claim. found to be pregnant, people sort of started asking questions because it had been more than nine months since Nimrod had died and gone to the sun, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And so she had to come up with an excuse and she claimed um, immaculate conception. Right. And she then said that her child was the son of the sun god. And she took the title the mother of God and called herself the Queen of Heaven. She gave birth to a boy who they called Tammuz, mm. who was killed in a hunting accident. He was born on December 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. December 25. Yeah. And he was killed in a hunting accident by a wild boar. This is all according to history and tradition. And after he died, his mother Ishtar mourned for him for 40 days. She's finished that morning when her annual festival came around. Okay. And because Nimrod had taken the sun, she had claimed the moon, and because the moon followed a monthly cycle, her annual festival fell on the first full moon after the spring equinox. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it varied by up to six weeks from one year to the other. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it was an appropriate symbol as a fertility symbol. A woman has a monthly cycle, the moon has a monthly cycle, and so this was the symbol of Ishtar and Ishtar's festival. <laughs> and so today we have uh, Christmas on December 25, followed by... Uh, your 40 days of mourning or Lent, mm-hmm. followed by Ishtar's or Easter's festival. Super pagan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not how it's seen in Christianity in the world today. Okay. Um, the average person out there, when you talk about Easter, they are thinking about the death of Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, this is something that I would never ignore. If mm-hmm. people are talking about the death of Jesus and they are focused on that particular event at a certain time of a year... I'm going to use that as much as I can. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk to them about Jesus Christ. That's my opportunity. I'm going to grab that opportunity and use it with Mm -hmm. both hands because I might not have that opportunity any other time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, Easter, as it has come to be celebrated as a a, a pagan symbol that has been baptized, so to speak, into Christianity, um, celebrates the um, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus um, on, of course, Good Friday Easter Saturday and Easter Sunday, which by default shows us which day is the Sabbath day. Mm. And it also shows us that the weekly cycle has never been lost because you can't have that Easter celebration once a year without having the weekly cycle. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the answer to that question. Yes, it does have a pagan origin, but yes, it also does show us that the weekly cycle has never been lost and that the seventh day is Saturday, the Sabbath day, and that was the point that I was trying to make. And it's very much a, an indication of how Jesus works, turning bad stuff into good. We're going to have a song and then we're going to have a fantastic giveaway. Stay tuned. Woo! Follow your heart is what they say I know that if I do I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two there's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Well, God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free. He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally. Wanna love you like he does, Lord. Give me eyes to see. The only way I can is if you live inside of me. If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's gotta be three cords woven. God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you well, Love is kind, love never fails It ain't boastful, proud or rude It bears all things, believes all things Rejoices in the truth and Love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures if we want love like that, it's what we'll have to do. If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Separate. This 
Josh Cunningham, three chords, and we're going to give something away. What are we giving away today, Mike? Well, I'm so excited about oh, really? this. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this, right. is what, this is what I've gone and done, right? I've pulled out every single music album we have in our prize box. I have 11 CDs in front of me. Okay. 11. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly read out all the titles. Did you just quote something from YouTube? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fan them out behind your laptop screen so you can't see them, and you're going to reach over the top of your laptop and just point, and I'm going to pick the one that you've anonymously chosen. All right, so I'm right. closing my eyes now as well, just as you fan well, let me them quickly, all out. Let me quickly read about what, what there is. So there's, right, right, sim- yeah, yeah. there's Anna Beden's album, Simple Joys, Grego Pillay, Never Let Go, Malvinus Marvelous, David oh, we've got Atkin- Malvinus coming on the show tomorrow. I know. It's very exciting. David Atkins, Surrender, Sandra Enterman, More Than Anything, Soyan Easton, Journey of the Spirit, Jackie Ward, I think it's self-titled, um, Carly Fletcher, we've got two of hers. One is Follow the Lamb and the other is Eternity Together and then two Melissa Otto albums. The Journey Home and Blue Sky. Okay, so I'm fanning them out. Okay, super eyes. exciting. All right, here we go. Here and we go. Just press your finger down somewhere. Uh, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Yeah. Right Ooh, okay, we are giving away today the Sandra Enterman More Than Anything album. Oh, good. Good choice, Lyle. There you go. Yeah, it's a very nice album. If you would like uh, to, to get a copy of this album, it has 12 wonderful songs in it, lots of beautiful hymns, you know, Come Thou Thount, uh, which is one of my all-time favourites, um, as well as some originals, Little Flowers. Um, you can just give us a call right now. Be the first person to call through on 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. And we will send that to you free of charge. You can also text me 0491-064-669 or you can <coughs> message me on Facebook on Faith FM Australia and uh, and that'll be going out to you for free today. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And of course, don't forget, if you would like to know more about the Bible, we would like to help you learn as much about the Bible as you can. And so there are many Bible studies available on all kinds of different subjects um, that we can connect you with. There are small groups. There are Bible workers, Bible teachers uh, that can study with you one-on-one um, and we can work this out for you anywhere across Australia right now. So 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Let us know where you are and let us know what your preferred format would be. One-on-one small group, um, online or correspondence and we'll make it happen 
for you. And if you're listening to this show today and it is not Thursday the 10th of May, it is because you're listening to the delayed broadcast, but don't worry, switch over, jump onto the TuneIn app or go to faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream and you can join our live show, you can win the prizes, win the so thousand dollars the way. It's a great show when you're live. We're going to have... Um, the rest of the day off. I suppose we're going to be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. Stick around for some more great programming and have a grateful day. I'm sorry I let fear and doubt in As though I was an orphan As though you didn't care As though Thoughts that you find Would you